Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, people. We are Tottenham TV back here for another match reviews. Spurs beat Brighton by two goals to one at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Obviously, we're going to be going through the match review player ratings, five takeaways, and then we'll go and see how the internet did react to the game yesterday. But in terms of uh, the match review, we, we don't make it easy for ourselves here at Tottenham Hotspur, do we? It's another late, late show at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, which, you know, following on from the Sheffield United game, scoring in the 100th minute. The Liverpool game scoring late into stoppage time that day as well. And then this game against Brighton um, in the 90, was it sixth minute or 97th minute of uh, seven, six minutes added on at the end of the game. And, you know, at the start of the game, we came under real pressure from Brighton. They gave us a bit of a footballing lesson in those first 25 minutes. We just couldn't seem to get the ball off them. We were making mistakes. Van der Ven was losing the ball high up the pitch, which uh, led Brighton onto a chance where Vicario saved well from Danny Welbeck and um, Ben Tancor was losing the ball on the edge of the box, which uh, resulted in the penalty that Van der Ven gave away. But those first 25 minutes, I mean, Brighton did school us a little bit, didn't they? Yeah, and they're a very good footballing side. And when you're looking at teams in the Premier League, some of the one of the best teams who are able to play through an opposition press. It is Brighton. This is what I was saying in the preview. They want you to press you. They want you to come and press them so they can play around you. They I, I had a bit of a worry in the preview that they are they are going to be waiting for us. They do know how we're going to play and that they want us to play how we're going to play. And you got to remember Deserby has been at this side now for well over a year. They're they're more settled than us. That's this is just the truth. Even though they're less quality, obviously individually we got better players. In terms of building up the, their system, their way of playing, they are more settled. They're they, it's more ingrained in them. They've had that kind of coaching for over for about eighteen months now. So you can see they're very much well well in tune, well oiled, and it was very very difficult in the first twenty five minutes for Spurs to kind of um, impress themselves on the game. Brighton were just keeping the ball so effectively. They were exploiting our back line because they know we, we're going to take risk and when they beat our press which they were able to do um, fairly comfortably in the first 25 minutes they found all that space in behind and not only that 
but their pressing structure was also very difficult to contain. And it led to, as you say, Van der Ven losing the ball. Bentoncourt, who just wasn't as sharpest in that first 45 minutes, let's be honest. He was looking to dribble his way out of trouble and getting caught as well. And it led to sustained bits of pressure, which if it wasn't for Vicari, I mean, we were 1-0 down due to the penalty, which I look back at it. I don't know if it's a penalty. I think it was, it was a soft one. I, don't, I actually think Welbeck lands on Van der Ven. I've seen it back again. I actually don't think Van der Ven um, fouls him. But it's one of those penalties where you're, it's never going to get overturned. Yeah. Um, it's a soft one. I think Van der Ven's unlucky. But just got to take it on the chin. Uh, but it was kind of a reward for Brighton's good early pressure. They deserved yeah, to be one up. They went one up. And then obviously, if it wasn't for a really good Vicario save against Matoma, it could have been worse. So we had to ride out that period, make sure the damage wasn't too bad. And luckily, they did create... They had three opportunities. A penalty, Welbeck's chance, Matoma's chance. Apart from that, they weren't exactly peppering us. But it was just a case of we weren't getting in the game it was very difficult for us to kind of hang on to possession yeah absolutely i thought mitoma was giving poro um a torrid time to be honest on that side of the pitch yeah he was i mean the way that he can just take the ball down with that one touch is just he's just such a classy player mitoma um and i was a bit in awe watching him with that first touch yesterday and poro Mm. found it really hard to deal with him really hard and uh you expect that though don't you with a player of mitoma's quality especially with what we know poro is but I thought after those first 25 minutes, we did kind of stem the tide. We were starting to get our own chances. Richarlison uh, had a really good chance, didn't he? Going one-on-one with a brilliant through ball from Madison. Um, I felt with Richarlison in, in that moment, like instead of trying to dink it into the into the far corner, why didn't he just fake that shot and try to go around the keeper? I thought that was probably the best move to do. Yeah, I think so. Well, that was probably our best chance of the first half. It was a really good opportunity for Charleston. By the way, an unbelievable outside of the boot through ball by James Madison mm. um, to play him in as well, which like took about like basically like five players out of the game with that one pass. It was a, a, exceptional for Madison, who I thought throughout the game was buzzing around and looking pretty good, to be honest. Um, but yeah, Richarlison, he didn't qu- ever really look quite confident in that moment, which is weird considering um, what good form he's in. Um, and he did try and slide it past the keeper. He had a number of finishes, which he probably could have um, done. Probably, I would have gone probably in that position. The keeper was in a very hard position to try and find an angle to find the corner. So probably going around the keeper would have been better. But no, he went for the chance. It happens. He missed. And um, I, I wasn't a big fan of Werner's follow-up either. I thought he he went. That was a, a lazy. Yeah, he should have. He could have taken the touch. He could have made a much better chance. We kind of just went for it first time, pretty carelessly. Drab shot, wasn't it? And to be fair, I thought, as you say, for all the talk of how bad our first half was, which we were bad at the start, for the last fifteen minutes or so, we were definitely on top, and we were definitely pushing for that equaliser. Now, if that half would have gone on for a bit longer, maybe we would have got one because we were pressing them high. Uh, we what, what we did what, uh, pretty much what I said in the preview, which we didn't um, capitalise in, in, the, in the game of the Amex. We're actually winning the ball up high up in their third quite often, but not taking advantage of it, not fashioning good quality opportunities. We did fashion a few opportunities, but not, uh, but a lot of the time it was wasteful. A lot of the time we were being being a bit careless in the final third. Obviously, Kulisevsky had a chance when Richarlison played him in. Richarlison had that chance on the breakaway when he carried the ball from the halfway line all the way to the edge of the box and then um, missed, his, uh, screwed up his his final pass as well. There's a couple of moments um, like that from Richarlison though in the first. But he half. did also set up another chance for Madison. So he it ends was up hot and cold. With he ends up setting up two. Ch- 
chances. I thought he played pretty well. I know he, he screwed up a couple of times, but can't get it right every time. And I thought overall, I was pretty happy with how he was playing. He was setting up chances. He was getting chances himself. He was causing a nuisance. Um, he was working so hard for the team, as he always does, yeah. Richarlison. I mean, the guy just never stops running, never gives the centre-backs a moment's rest, does he? You need to be on high alert at the moment when, when Richarlison's on the pitch. And, you know, half-time comes, and I think Brighton go into the lead and deservedly so. As much as we did come back into the game um, in those last 15, 20 minutes, I did think Brighton were good value for their lead, I would say, at halftime. They were the better team, but you look on the facts, we probably created as many chances as they did. And if it wasn't for the penalty, probably was a difference in terms of the quality of chances. So, yes, they deserved, they were, in terms of like the eye test, general play, how they were passing it around, looking sharp, they were the better team. But in terms of just purely chances created in that half it was fairly even the way they were keeping that ball in those first 25 minutes i was like what the we we just can't get a foothold in this game they were passing it around us they made it look easy at times to play it around us in those first 25 minutes and yeah look credit to spurs because we dug deep and we we came back into the game and we ended that first half probably the better team and i think second half as well we came out and we looked much better, much mm. better in that second half. In those first 20 minutes, we were the ones uh, camped in the Brighton half. We penned them in a little bit. We started to create a few chances and we got the reward through that goal. Yeah, and I think we started with a lot of intent. Uh, Brighton, uh, I don't know whether it was because they were just sitting back and trying to protect their lead or and they were dropping off or what it was, but... Brighton just didn't come out in that second half in the same the same team. They weren't passing it around in the same way. They could they found it very very difficult to get in a half. And maybe that's just because we upped our intensity. You saw Romero um, taking more risk with his pressing pressing into the midfield. And, and there was even one occasion he found himself on the right wing and he was mm. kind of um, becoming like a facilitator in that way. Um, we were just a, a lot more aggressive in that second half as we started. And at 100%, when we equalised, it definitely had a sense of it being coming at that at that point. And it was a really great equaliser, by the way. Ben Tankor, who we mentioned, had a really pretty, perfect, a pretty poor first half and um, got caught a couple of it on occasions. But in the second half, you know, he was very important to that goal. He kind of takes three players out of the game with a with a, a good piece of play. He gets a bit of luck because he actually gave the ball away and won it back. But plays out to Kulu. And Kulu finds a wonderful uh, through ball to Sar who um, obviously looked fine Rishi went off, off the post and fell back to him and it wasn't an easy finish it, underrated you can, finish yeah that. you can say it's an open goal but really tight angle on his weaker foot as well and it comes at him very quickly he has to react really quickly to, to score that so um it was a great run as well from Pap Matasar deep from midfield. He's so good at those lung bursting runs like no one could get near him. And um it was a it was a um reward for first of all Tottenham's really positive start to the second half but also him saw himself I thought in the second half he started like a house on fire he was like unstoppable in that in that in that period so and good to have it was a great back. goal so good to have him back isn't it Pape Sar mm. um, because I thought he was our best player in the first half as well and second half um, he just took it up another level as well I thought he was absolutely brilliant Pape Sar but it was a strange one because those subs were getting readied before we scored that goal uh, we score that goal. Kulisevsky obviously central to it. And I thought as well, Kulisevsky, as much as I thought he was a bit poor in the first half, he was growing in the second half. And he was involved in the goal. He had another few moments as well where I felt like he had the beating of Estepinian in that second half. And Ben Tankor as well started to grow a bit in that second half. And you saw a bit of um, what he's about, what we know and love from Ben Tankor being silky, being, uh, being able to work in those tight spaces, being a bit press resistant as well. And uh, they both go off, which I felt it was a bit strange because they were both growing in the game. 
Yes, it was strange, but you have to remember they both did very well for the goal and they were already stripped off when that goal scored. So Ange already planned to take them off, which maybe wouldn't have been such a controversial decision if that goal hadn't gone in mm. at the time. Obviously, the, the goal does go and maybe it changes it. I think it was still right to take Ben Tanko off, even though he was improving, because even in the in the moment when we scored, he did have to get a bit of luck because he gave the ball away and he had to win it back. So there were still indications he's not quite his best. So bring Basuma on the right decision taking Werner off for Son obviously the right decision I think Werner flat to deceive for a lot of the game I, I don't think he had a particularly terrible game but he was just very frustrating he got himself again a lot of good positions but that um, you know that delivery that opportunity to you know show a bit of quality with his uh, crossing or he had one shot I think which uh, got deflected wide um, but didn't really do enough to tell me he was probably going to get a goal contribution uh, in the last half an hour so Son uh, taking Son off was uh, on bringing Son on was positive that was a good move but I did think the mistake was probably Johnson uh, even, it's funny to say that because Johnson ended up getting the winner but I did think at the time Kulu was having a massive influence on the game and also I feel like he was the only one as well um, maybe partly Richarlison as well, but really making that ball stick in the final third. We were giving it to him and he was he was turning on Estepinian, he was keeping the ball, he was bringing other players into play and he just got a brilliant kind of pre-assist slash assist for Sars' goal as well. Great through ball. So to take him off at that moment was odd. I, obviously, I can understand Andrew's thinking, bring more energy, get more running in behind. Maybe if you get to Johnson, he can. He saw maybe that Kulu was having the beating of Estepinian, maybe Estepinian was getting tired. So he thought, if I bring Johnson on, he can really have a run at him and mm. cause him problems. But I think what we lost in Kulusevsky was just that bit of guile, that bit of um, passing ability you know because let's be honest like Johnson would never play that pass to Saar like like that, those kind of moments so um, that is what we lost with um, Kulisevsky uh, coming off and I think maybe I'm not saying it was totally the wrong uh, uh, sub overall but maybe you could have left Kulon for another 15 minutes see how he does instead of taking off at that moment so it's probably his best moment in that like 10, 15 minute, maybe even 20 minute period, it was probably his best moment in the last month or so because he's been poor, Kulisevsky, the last three or four games, to be honest. And yeah, that was his best moment, to be honest. So I thought it was a bit of a shame taking him off. But ultimately, it led to the goal, didn't it? Because Brendan Johnson did score in the last minute. But I felt like after he made the changes, we had a bit of a period where Sonny looked so dangerous. Sonny came on and with his captain uh, mentality, geeing up the fans, geeing up his teammates, and he looked on it from the start. It looked like an uh, angry Sonny where he really wanted to make something happen. And for those first five minutes, we looked really dangerous. But then I don't know what happened, but we just suddenly dropped off and then just let Brighton get back into the game. Yeah, it was. I think it was more Brighton changing mentality than ours, to be honest, because... As you say, we were on top and Brian kind of, it seemed as though they were going to shell a bit and then we made those subs. We had a good little spell, but then Brian completely switched up their um, pressing structure. They went all of a sudden to a man-to-man pressing and and what we were doing, which was really frustrating me, is when we were trying to build up from the, from the back in those moments, it seemed as though we stopped kind of moving off the ball and we were kind of waiting for players to kind of pass. Like Players were kind of waiting for the pass instead of coming looking for the ball and getting close to each other. And what it meant was because we were waiting for it, uh, when we were trying to play out from the back, and we weren't being aggressive, trying to get in front of our man and fight for the fight for the ball. Brighton seemed to up their intensity, and we didn't like kind of match it in that period. And it just led to Brighton coming, kind of getting first to every ball we were trying to play uh, out the back, and that was very frustrating. In those moments, you know, when you've got a, when you're being man marked, you got a bat, you got to win your individual battles, and it kind of felt like we didn't 
um, no, that's what we had to do. It kind of felt like we assumed we could still play our pretty football. We can still kind of pass it around and like and without any pressure and we can play through Brighton. But what we had to do in that moment was really be up for the battle. You have to win your individual battle. So if a player, if a pass comes into you, into feet, you have to battle for it. You have to mm. shield it. You have to bring other players into play. And we weren't doing it. We were allowing Brian to kind of step in ahead of us, win the ball back very easily. And it led to a quite a sustained period of pressure for about 15 minutes where... Brighton were definitely on top and they had definitely one big chance through Ansu Fati, which uh, he should have scored. And then there was one as well. Buonanote has a shot which deflected wide, which um, could have easily um, deflected into the back of the net. And at that moment, um, we were struggling. And, and at that moment, probably you're thinking, obviously a draw is a bad result, but thinking at that point, you're thinking, we might have to take a draw here because we could easily lose this. If anyone was going to score in those last 10 minutes, it did seem like it might be Brighton. So that was a worrying moment in the game. But we did end up finding that moment of quality. And you have to say, watching back for the goal we did score in the 97 minutes, actually a really good team goal overall. Like really great build up, brilliant, quick transitioning into Madison, into Richarlison. He holds the ball out really well, finds Sonny on the left and an excellent ball across the face of the goal for Johnson to score. And actually, maybe in a weird way, the way Brighton were playing... Um, in that last 50 minutes, we actually, which actually put a lot of risk to the game, was was to their benefit for the last 50 minutes, but it may be to their detriment in that one moment because that was the moment we were able to wriggle away from them and that meant there was loads of space to play in and it ended up causing the goal. It was uh, massively against the runner play though, that goal, wasn't it? I mean, but that's what happens when you bring on someone like Hyung Min Son. You know, we were trying we were trying to get balls in the box like that all day with uh, Timo Werner, uh, to be honest, and we just couldn't do it because... Especially in the first half, Werner had the, I felt like Werner had the beating of Lamptey as well. A number of times he beat him and we had just terrible balls into the box. And then suddenly you bring on someone of world-class quality like Young Min Son. It's no surprise that he's going to put in a... Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. On the money ball, straight to Brennan Johnson, right at the back post. And that's exactly what happened. And, um... The subs, I felt like it was. It, it, I felt like we had a massive drop off when the subs came on after that sustained amount of pressure. But I do feel like the subs actually played well. Like Bissouma gave us a lot in that midfield. Um, the amount of interceptions he was winning time and time again in the midfield. I thought he came on with some good mentality. Hyung Min Son as well. Like 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 we said, the moment the man of the moment you know he comes on provides those moments of quality and we go on and win the game and it was solely down to to one counter-attack pretty much mm. yeah and I, I agree with you we the when 
when the subs came on in a weird way it seemed for some reason to take a wind out of our sails after we were in the ascendancy and it, but it should have done the opposite effect because you just got equalizer the crowd are all g'd up because son's just come on he's making his return romero's going over to him putting the armband on him he's g'ing up the crowd like we're, we should be adding extra energy into the game but I think, <laughs> but it's because Brian switched up. Brian and we didn't respond to the game, though. Like Sonny crossing into Brennan Johnson. And it's absolutely right. Um, obviously, Hoybier ended up coming on, and it was interesting actually because obviously I think Ange noticed that the subs come on, but we seemed to step our foot off the gas, and we 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 really struggled to win the ball back after those subs came on. So he had Skip and Hoybier ready to come on, and then Udogi kind of pulled up a bit. So he took Udogi off, and instead of leaving, instead of taking Madison off, which I think he was about to, he ends up taking Udogi off for Davis and luckily for us uh, luckily for us um was I going to say luck, luckily for us we kept Madison on because he had a massive part to play in that uh second goal so that that was really positive so in a weird way the fact that Udogi pulled up a bit and had a bit of cramp was actually to our benefit because it meant Madison stayed on and he had a big part to play in that in that in that winning goal so really great um uh, and I think a lot of people I've been reading about um, our performance in the game being very negative. And I don't know. I, I don't feel it was negative as a lot of people about our, about our performance. Uh, yes, a draw was probably a fair result on the balance of the game. Maybe we got a bit lucky to win. But Brighton are a very, very good team. A very good, one of the best teams on the ball in the league. You were not going to play that kind of quality on the ball every week when it's going to be that hard to get the ball off them. They were able to play for us um, quite well, but they only had six shots in, during the game. I know a lot of them were good chances, but Vicario pretty much didn't have a save to make in that second half. Um, they only scored for a penalty, and when we were on top, we, I think we were much better than when Brighton were on top, if you know what I mean. I thought we were very, very good in our dominant period, and obviously we had the quality uh, to win the game right at the end, with, which uh, you know you need to you need to do when, when you come up against a very good team. And Brighton, uh, before this game, um, had a record of 30 31 games unbeaten when they're winning at half times. It shows they're not easy to play against when they've got the lead, yet we were able to overcome that and get the win. So as much as it wasn't our best display, we could have played better. I think under the circumstances, it was a really good win and, I, and I'm very happy with it. Yeah, look, it was a really good win, but I, I don't I don't know. I felt like Brighton, when they were on top, where they were just schooling us a little bit in terms of the way they were playing their football and Look, we played well. It was it was a very much a basketball game at times. Like they had moments in the game, then we had moments in the game, then we had moments. Like it just kept toing and froing in terms of momentum switches in the game. That's that's what it came down to, and it was probably, I think, a draw was probably a fair result to be honest. And I think if the draw, if it finishes a draw, no, neither side have complaints about it. I think if Brighton take away the three points as well, I don't think we're sitting here complaining about uh, oh we um, we got outdone there or we were unlucky to to lose that game. Um, I just felt Brighton came to the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium with a plan and nearly um, and nearly followed through with it, to be honest. And I thought we got a little bit lucky uh, taking away those three points. I really did. Yeah, and I'm not, I'm not saying we didn't. I'm just saying we just for, for for the credit you for the credit you're going to give Brighton for when they're on top. You have to give us credit for when we were on top as well. And we had 16 shots, six on target. They only had six shots the whole game. We had more XG than them. I think overall we created more chances. I thought when we were pressing them, our press was a lot more dangerous than theirs was. Even though, and I think we actually probably defended better than them in a way um, uh, um, compared to. Uh, how they played so Brian were great not going to take anything away from them they definitely deserved something out of this game but look I think we just 
basically need the credit for how well we did play when we were on top we did turn it around we were one nil down and we have to stick with it and we we regained control of the game and we had to defend in we had to defend at times and brighton were uh were coming out and were there on the ball they got great quality and it's very difficult to handle but we were able to we able to handle it i know they missed one big chance through fatty but other than that they didn't create too many other big opportunities so i think you've got to give us credit as well and that and moments of quality like at the end it was a really good goal you got to remember we scored two good goals from open play they got their only goal was a penalty so that goes to show the footballing quality maybe between the sides even though on, on the eye test Brian had a very um, good moment in the game where they were playing for us I think overall we overcame it and I think I'm not going to say we definitely deserved the win but I don't think we're as, we were as bad as a lot of people were complaining around. People complaining about some people playing. We were terrible. We were really lucky to win. We should have lost all that kind of stuff. I just see a bit differently. I think a draw would have been a fair result, but I think I'm very happy we got the win. But there's one thing you got to say about this team is, uh, like I mentioned at the beginning of the stream, you know, Sheffield United now, Liverpool, Brighton, keep going till the end, finding those late moments in games, those clutch moments where you take home three points from Liverpool, Sheffield United and Brighton after 95, 96 minutes. I mean, what is it about this team? We just never stop. That's the Ange motto, isn't it? Well, he said we're going to we're going to concede goals late and we're going to score goals late. And that's exactly what happened uh, in the last two weeks, pretty much. Last week we conceded, this time we scored. That's just how it's going to be under Andrew, uh, especially right now as we're kind of still early in the project. We're not quite, we're not quite an L- a well-oiled machine just yet. We're still finding our way. Players still getting used to it. And it's leading to a lot of drama, a lot of uh, chaos in the yeah. latter stages of games. Um, this time we were on the right end of it. And... I'm enjoying every second of it. It just kind of feels like you can never leave a game early at this point. But I think, obviously, right now, uh, games are going down to the wire and there's a lot of late drama. But hopefully, you know, once the team's more settled, those 2-1, uh, when we're, those games where we're winning 1-0 and it's down to the wire, hopefully we'll be winning 2-3-0 and instead and maybe it'll be less of an issue later in games. And, and But what's important is when we are down or we are drawing, we never stop going to the last minute and it's paid off a few times. And that's the mentality of Ange Postacoglu. Do you think now, uh, looking at the outlook of the table, we are in the top four with Villa to play later on today? Do you think we're favourites for the top four now? Yeah, I, I would say I would say before the game we were. Um, I think Villa are slowing down. I really believe that. When you look at Villa, when they play badly and they're losing like three one at home to Newcastle and things like that, I just think they look, they look a lot worse than we do when we're losing when we're not getting picking up results. At least when we're picking up results, where it look there's a lot looks like it's a lot more likely for us to. Uh, um, get uh, to be in the game i feel like for villa when they're losing they look like they're always second best and they're very hev- heavily reliant on watkins you saw son went out of the team and obviously we suffered but i don't think we would i don't think we would suffer as much as if villa had to have without watkins they're very very reliant on him and they're very reliant on bailey keeping up his exceptional form as well if he when he starts to slow down we'll see how they get on and they're and they're more of a pragmatic team and it means that when they're getting stifled um, it's very difficult for them to maintain um, kind of their, their offensive threat. Whereas because we're all in his offensive team, if when once we get back in the game, we're always looking likely to get goals. So look, Villa's still, I'm sure Villa are going to run us close and they're a very good team, don't get me wrong. But with European football 
coming back for them with their form slowing down with their rel- heavily reliant on certain players I just don't see them keeping it up and I think if, if anyone's going to last the distance I think Tottenham have far more chance Yeah I completely agree and you've also got to look at it with the players coming back now Bissouma uh, back in the squad which is going to be a major plus for us going forward I think he has to start in the next game in my opinion and Hyungmin Son he's going to be the difference Sonny you know he came on provided that moment of quality yesterday it's so understated how much he's been missed in this period that he's been at the Asia Cup. And you're looking at the options that Ange Postacoglu has to the options that um, Emre has. Like you mentioned, if if Ollie Watkins gets injured, they don't really have anyone to step in. We've been like kind of getting through things without Hyungmin Son. So I think that's the difference, isn't it? Because we've got options and they don't really don't. Exactly. You look at our full line. Look, look, look at Villa's full line. Right? They have Watkins... DRB and Bailey. A lot of the time, they're only starting two of them as well. Yeah. We've got, if you look at our forward line, we have so many more options as well. You look in midfield, when they're lacking creativity, like there's not really a midfielder there who you're thinking that someone's going to pick a lock here. Like when they're behind in games, you know, you've got Kamara, Louise, McGinn, Tielemans. I mean, Tielemans is a good technical player, but apart from him, you're not, you look at that player and it's like, unless they're in the lead, unless they get an early lead and they're, and they're kind of playing on a transitional counter, like when they're, when the teams are sitting back against them, they don't have that quality to pick the lock as, as well as we do. We have Madison, Kulisevsky, Giovanni Lacelso to come on as well. And then obviously you will chock a block of talent in the forward line. So And also, not only that, but our players are a lot more versatile. Kulisevsky can move into midfield, you know. Uh, Song can go up front. A much stronger left. squad. It's just a lot more versatile, whereas them, it's like, you know what you're going to get. Bailey on the right, Watkins up front, maybe with DRB sometimes. Um, it's just a lot more predictable, I feel, with Aston Villa. And look, they're a very aggressive team. They're very good at what they do, but is what they do sustainable? And I think their form since beating Villa, uh, since beating City and Arsenal shows to me that I don't think it is. Mm, I agree with that. Um, is there a bit of a worry, Manchester United, at the moment? I mean, if what- they win today, six points behind? I mean, right now we're nine points. They have to. They have to win that it's game. It's Villa United, isn't it? Later today. It's Villa United. So, am I worried about them? No, I don't think they'll have the consistency either. Look, they're coming back into it a bit. They're starting to show improvements. But even in those wins, apart from the look, West Ham they won fair and square, uh, good win. But the Wolves game, even when they were playing well and on top, and you know should have seen out that game, they're still. Um, they're still vulnerable. They let go of a 3-1 uh, lead with 10 minutes to go and it was 3-3 up until Kobe Mano scored. So, I don't know. I don't see uh, Man United as a team right now showing me they got the consistency to last the distance unless there's a massive upturn in the second half of the season and Ten Hag really turns it around and they start putting consistent performances we haven't seen all season then I don't think United can last the distance. And I'm also looking at them. It's like Hoyland's come back into form. Rashford's maybe starting to play a bit but I, I don't know. I still feel I prefer our options at the moment. So you want Man United to win today? A draw would be nice. A draw would be nice. A draw, a draw yeah. would be nice. I'd agree with that. But look, oh. that's our match review and a bit of a look forward into the top four race. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 